0: Be talking for the next month about money myths and magic, money myths and magic. And here's the thought behind this: is that many of us believe in myths. We believe money myths, right? Like if I do this, if I do this magic pyramid scheme, all of a sudden, right? Like our bond's going to make me rich. Um, So, um, bingo, we fell for that one. Um, So, where's my? I'm still waiting for my white Mercedes. Anyways, um, that 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 you know myths are going to we buy into myths that we think are going to make us rich. Or if that doesn't work, we are hoping that some sort of magic will come in and help us function like we should function when it comes to money. So for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about money. And if this is your first time here, here's the reality. I haven't preached a series on money in probably a few years. And the reason is this, is because people get funny when you talk about money in church right? People get weird. It gets awkward. It's like a first date that's going bad, right? And you're like, what do I do? And everybody just kind of gets silent, and you don't know if you should amen. You don't know if you should vocalize. You don't know if you should feel bad. So, so here's what I want you to know. I, I love talking about money, Um, And some of you are like, really? Um, Is it because you're a financial wizard? No, it's because I've done so many dumb things with money, I kind of figured out what not to do, right? And some of you are like, that's me. And so I think money is one of these things that affects every single one of us here. Every single one of us here and watching online. Your life is affected by money, whether you want it to be or you don't want it to be. And, and the rea- if we were just going to be real and honest and transparent, here's the honest truth. Some really dumb things have been taught in church about money. That was your amen point. Okay, we're moving on. Um, there's been some really weird things taught about money in church, right, that you're just going, oh, I don't know where that's in the Bible. Um, some of the myths that we've heard about money is that money is evil, right? Money's not evil. The love of money is evil, right? But money itself, money's not evil, right? Let, like, let's be honest. Here, here's my, probably my least favorite myth is that tithing will make you rich. You better adjust for it because you're going to have 10% less in your bank account, just be honest about it. You're like, if I give 10%, I'm going to get 80%. Um, don't read that in the Bible. That, that, you know, more money equals more happiness. No. Here's what I will say if we're going to be honest. It helps. Can we just, I, I, I mean, I love some ramen noodles here and there, but when I have to eat them, come on, right? Like, ugh, I'd like my my, my my pantry to be more than just ramen noodles, right? And, and so, it, it helps, but it's not going to make you happy. And, and some of us were like, well, I just, I just don't know if I like this. And, and man, I've, been, I've, been, I've heard crazy things. I went to Bible college where our president got up on stage and prayed for millionaires to die so they would leave them their inheritance. And I'm like, wow. Um, so, that's where we're at. If you will just kill them, our college will be fine. Um, We've had, I, I was at, my wife actually went to college where she stood up, there was a guest speaker at the college, and he's like, I want all the students to stand up and put your hands out and yell, money come forth, and money's going to come raining into your bank account. And like a thousand students are standing across yelling, money come forth, money come forth. I was like, so did gold dust come down, did like like dollar bills, like it would have been so fun if they had a balcony for somebody just be like, bow, 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 right? Like. But, but so, so none of that's going to happen today, right? You can, I, I know, I know, not, none of that's going to happen. We're not going to pass the offering buckets after my sermons through this series, right? So I want us to kind of, hey, let, let's realize we can have a lot of fun, but talk about something that's really crucial, because here's the deal. I, I can talk about this right now, and some of you are sitting there, some of you have already turned me off watching online, because um, you're like, money sermon, boom, um, And you can be like, well, I still don't like that you're talking about it. Well, here's the deal. Let's just be honest. Jesus talked about money a lot. Like, it is one of the topics he talked about the most. It's not the most talked about topic, so we're not going to be that pastor. But it's one of the topics he talked about the most. And here's why. Because Jesus understood this. He knew this about you and me, is that money would be one of the top contenders for our heart. He knew one of the areas that we would be most anxious about would be finances. And this is why he talked about it. And this is why you and I, we got to have a really correct biblical outlook. And we've got to have a healthy grasp on our finances because here's the danger. If we don't have a healthy grasp on our finances, we have an unhealthy grasp of our finances. And instead of us having our finances and our money, our money has us. And there's got to be a better way for you and I to live. And so today, we're going to start off in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. And Jesus says this. He says, don't store up treasures on earth. Moth and rust can destroy them. And thieves can break in and steal them. The truth of this is this. Go to any, like, your landfill, the city dump, right? And all this stuff that we've spent thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars for is in that dump, right? Right? Because moths, moths and rust can destroy it. Stuff, stuff wears out. Stuff's not eternal. Stuff wears out. So so he's saying, don't store up treasures on earth. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy them and thieves cannot break in and steal them. Your heart will always be where your treasure is, your heart's always going to be where your treasure is. Today, the title of my message is this, The Trap of the Square. The Trap of the Square. Can we be honest? This has, become, this has become increasingly valuable in just the last few years, right? Like if you were going to buy stock two years ago, Charmin would have been a great, great buy for you to invest in. And you never realize how valuable toilet paper is until you don't have enough. Right? Like this is something you take for granted. Let's just be honest. You're like, I don't like where this sermon's going. It's making me really uncomfortable. We're going there. <laughs> like this, this, is a, this was a prime thing. And, and, and the reality is some of us became hoarders of this uh, my wife always makes sure that we are very well equipped with enough toilet paper, and I'm like, okay, we like if we get down to like three rolls, we're going to Sam's, right? Like it's like we need more toilet paper, and so um, this this became really evident of you're never more in trouble than when you need it and you don't have it than when I was at my old gym. Um, I go into the gym, I, I go to the restroom before I go to the gym floor, and um, I'm using the restroom number one, not number two, and there's a trainer that comes in with some urgency. We'll just leave it that way, right? Like, he's on a mission, he's got some urgency behind him, he walks in, and he he, he, he sits. And I'm trying to say this as couthly as possible. And Um, I'm I'm starting to wash my hands and all of a sudden, I hear this trainer start banging the doors. Are you kidding me? And things are rattle, are you kidding me? Who leaves a square? (laughs) What am I gonna do with just a square? What am I, are you freaking kidding? He had all kinds of adjectives flowing. And then you find the defeat in his voice, the defeat, he says, what am I going to do with the square? <laughs> what am I going to do? And I wanted to be like, oh, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to take the walk of shame from one stall <laughs> and to the other. That's what you're going to have to do, brother. It's what's coming your way. <laughs> I never thought I would use this for an illustration. Um, here's the deal. Can we just agree this doesn't do much? Right, I think I think everybody, man, if you want to save yourself from a fight, when you see the toilet paper roll with this much on it, throw it away. Throw it away. Because this, this ain't doing, this is like the, the flag of defeat. Right, this, this, ain't, this was not created for much. And none of us would say, well, I, I'll give you a square for the roll. None of us would take that trade. Right? None of us throw a roll away after we've used a square. We'd be like, well, you're just wasting this whole entire roll. And can I tell you, this is the perfect example and illustration of what our temporary life in comparison to our eternal life looks like. Right? Here's what Jesus is saying. Don't get trapped up in the square. Right? Don't, don't get captivated and don't get consumed because the, the, the tendency for our culture is we get consumed with this, and we forget all about this. And Jesus is saying this, this is is a foolish way for you to live your life. It's getting consumed with the trap of the square. Don't store up treasures here on your earth. Instead, right, there's a better way for you and I to live. Moses said this. One of my favorite psalms is Psalms chapter 90. And then it, Moses has come to the end of his 120-year-old life, right? Think of that, 120 years. None of us are going to make that. Like, I don't care how much organic juices you drink. You're not gonna, I don't care how much arbon you eat. I'm still waiting for my Mercedes. It's not, not going to make it. And here's what he says. He says, teach us how short our lives really are. I'm like, how much longer did you want to be, Mo? Like, dude, you got 120 years. And after 120 years, Moses says this, teach us how short our lives really are so that we may be wise. How, how can I live this short time on earth in a wise way? How, how, how do I Do this, and here's what I want us to leave us with today, because my goal is, out of this message, is this. Because I know this about me, and I know this about everyone sitting here and everybody watching online. You want to live your life out in a way that really matters. Every single one of us, we want to live our lives out in a way that makes an impact and a difference. And if we're going to do that, we have to make sure that we're using the finances that God entrusted us with in a way that makes an impact and makes a difference, and if we're gonna do that, we have to understand this live for the role, right? Not the square. Live for the role, not the square. Right? This is a way better way to live than living for this. Can I tell you when you start viewing this, like this is all of eternity? It just keeps going and going. and it keeps, I'm coming for you, middle section, and going, right? Like, it just keeps going. If I hit somebody in the face, I'm sorry. That's eternity, right? Keep throwing it. Keep chunking it. Yes. This illustrates. illustrate. We are so wasteful. How dare you waste it, right? Here's the deal. If this, if this is eternity, right, and this is like just a small snippet of what eternity is, why are we getting caught up with this? This is a bad trade, right? And it's not. Here, here's the honest truth if we were to break this down a third of this square, you ain't even thinking about money. For, till you get to about 30, you're like, hey, like once you hit 20 and you get out of college, you're like, I'm making money finally, right? You're not thinking about it, you're like, woohoo, right? That's what usually happens. And then, then, We get to about 30 to 65, and we're like, if I can really live this part out really smart, right? If I just start investing in retirement and really own this, then I can live it up from about 65 to 80. And just, I mean, just, I'll kill it right here. And then you hit 85. Some of you are 85. You're like, I still enjoy my money. That's awesome. But I'm saying you hit 80, 85, and you're like, well, I can't travel. I don't want to travel. I want to stay home. I don't want to do all this stuff, right? And you're just making sure you got enough for insured. Like, that's just where you're, you're at. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm being real. Like, that's where I'm going to be. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm joining you, right? And so it's like, hey, if we can just really kill it in this sliver right here, what are we doing? And Jesus is going this. No, 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 no. Don't get consumed with this is a horrible, horrible trade that you're focusing on. Don't get consumed with this. Instead, the better way for you to live is to get consumed with the eternal, with the forever and ever. Not the temporary, right? Our text says this: don't store up treasures on earth, don't hoard treasures. Moss and rust can destroy them and thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven where moss moss and rust cannot destroy them and thieves can't break in and steal them. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. Jesus is saying this, it's always a better way for you to live focused on the forever and ever than the here and now. But most of us wanna focus on get consumed with the here and now instead of the forever and ever. And if you and I are going to be focused more on this, then this. Here's what we have to do. First thing is this: you understand your right now resources can make a forever difference. You understand your your right now resources can make a forever difference. When we were in Kenya this past year, putting together playgrounds, I got didn't I never got to use this tool. Never. Ever, ever. Um, Jeff and Hunter Wagner brought a laser level, and like the the main hub of it, like stayed somewhere I I don't even know. Um, But they set it up back there. They're like, Justin, don't bump into that. Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Don't even get close to it, right? And they would take this thing, and it had an attachment attached to it, and this thing beeped. I hate this tool. Because every hole we dug, they had to make sure the holes were dug to the same depth, the same level. And if it wasn't, it would make this sound. And I hate that sound. Some of you already hate that sound, right? But when you hit the right level and it leveled out, it would go beep. And I was like gold, right? And here's what happened all the time. Beep, 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 I dig a hole. Beep, 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 Justin, you suck, right? That needs to be deeper. Beep, 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 Justin, that's too deep. Stop getting so aggressive. Beep, 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 Justin, do you even work? You're just busy talking, right? Like beep, 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 like that's all it was, right? I never got to hold the level. But here's the problem, and here was the crucial thing. If we didn't keep it level, if we didn't keep the depths the same on every hole, it would get off. Even one hole getting off, man, mess up the whole rest of the playground, can I tell you, if we get off in this area of our life, if we don't level off, if we don't get balanced in this area of our life when it comes to finances, it affects the rest of your life. And this is why this is such a big deal. And this is why a lot of us don't want us to, to, to hear a pastor talk about it or hear a church talk about it, because we know the level in our life is going beep, 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 <McLaces> beep, 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 because we're not leveled off. And man, we get unbalanced and unlevel in this area so quickly and so easily. And here's why this is a big deal. Because second biggest reason people get divorced, money. Right, probably one of the number one things, if not the number one things, one of the top five things for sure most of us are anxious about, money. Things that we don't deal with in a healthy manner, money. Things that we're in debt to, money. And if we don't get a handle on that, it wreaks chaos in all the different places of our life. And Jesus said this, your heart will always, everybody say always. Always. Let's try it one more time, Always. always. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. And this word treasure means this, what you value highly Saying this, your heart always follows your treasure. It doesn't work the opposite way. Your heart always values your treasure. And here's the trap of the square, right? This is why, if we're, if we're consumed with this, this is what our treasure is, is that we start valuing stuff over souls. Right, because here's, here's, the, here's the spoiler alert. You know what is eternal and makes an eternal difference and eternal impact? It's people's souls. It's not the stuff you can buy, can I tell you, that 90-inch TV, as cool as it is, it's not going to make you happier. But when you get to invest in somebody's forever and make an impact in their souls, man, there's no money on that. Man, it, 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 it is a way better trade to invest in this rather than this. And he's saying, Jesus is saying this, your heart follows your treasure. So, so if we were to take this measuring tool and if your money could talk, I wish it could, if your bank account could talk, right? And if we took a measuring tool to your bank account and, and, to your budget, here's what would happen. And here's the sound that would happen when it saw how much you bought on Amazon. beep, 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 beep. You bought what? Oh, I love Amazon. It's easy to buy stuff on Amazon. Buy now. Just buy it, right? Just click of a button, right? There's no pain to it until you get that credit card bill. We bought how much? Men, I'm getting ready I'm glad it's not September. Your hunting budget. Beep, 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 Your golfing budget. Beep, 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 Right? You're out to eat. You don't ever cook at home, right? You're like, what's ramen noodle? beep, 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 Women, you're this leveling tool sees target in your budget and it's just like, I'm done. I'm thrown up. I can't even, there's no beep for it. It just starts cussing, right? Like, how could you do this? Right, and hear me. It's not that that stuff's bad. It's not that you can't go hunt. It's not that you can't play golf. It's not that you can't shop. It's not, but we're unbalanced. And we're being consumed with this Rather than being focused on this. And we aren't using the tool God has given us in the right way. And here's what I would tell you. Money is a test and a tool. And you're, whether you, it's a pass or fail test. There's no A, B, C, D, E, F, right? Some of you are like, what school did you go to where you got E's? It's a pass or fail. And the way that you pass it or the way that you fail it is literally determined by how you are using the tool God's entrusted you with. Are you using this temporary tool to make a forever difference? Or or, are you getting caught in the trap of the square? Are you getting caught up in the here and now? Because, hey, if we're just honest, can I tell you, stuff is fun. Let's just be honest. Going on trips, I, I, I'm all about taking vacations. I take plenty of vacations, right? And some of you are like, amen, like you're never here, right? Shut up. <laughs> just preach about being at church attendance and you weren't here last week. I know, I know. Planned that purposefully. Um, do as I say, not as I do. Anyways, um, the trap is this. We start living for all the stuff and all the things that money can bring instead of being focused here because we get caught up with our culture because this is what our culture gets caught up in. And we start trying to keep up with everybody else and do what everybody else is doing. And he says, this, no, 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 that's not the way you're supposed to act. You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to look different. And if you're going to look different, then your finances are going to look different. And your finances are going to be different. And we live in a, a culture that's not balanced and not leveled. In all the areas of their life. And they're saying, Jesus is saying this, man, come and bring some level, bring some balance to your life and start learning to focus on this rather than this. Use your temporary tool to make a forever impact is a way better way for you to live. But here's what I want us to understand. It's my last thing. Money can help bring meaning to life, but money is not the meaning of life. Right? Money can help bring meaning to life, but it's not the meaning of life. If you still think money is the meaning of life, man, you've missed it. If you, if you think money is the meaning of happiness, you will always, always, always be consumed with the square. Because you'll never make enough money to make you happy. You'll never make enough money to make you content. Right? I know I just transparency real quick got a really good friend who is a bazillionaire. I'm like, dude, how cool is this? Right? I went to see him the other day. He's like, hey, you want to like, come hang out in my, my box during the Dallas Mavericks Golden State Warriors game? I'm like, okay. You want to drive my Rolls Royce and my, you know, all these different cars. I'm like, okay, right? Like, I'm like, sure. He, 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 he's got crazy, crazy money. You know what? He's absolutely miserable right now. He's, he sat there, and we were sitting in his box. He's like, can I tell you, Justin? He goes, money's nothing. He goes, I'm, I'm miserable, and I wish I could trade places with you in a heartbeat. He goes, money's nothing. And what he's discovered is this, is that he climbed the ladder of success, has everything that everybody thinks they could want and, and dream of and desire, only to find that he climbed the ladder, and the ladder was leaning on the wrong wall right? And some of us, man, we are trying to climb this ladder that God's never called you to climb in the first place. And that, that ladder is leaning against the wrong wall in the first place. And you're going to get up there and you're going to think, oh, I have arrived. Oh, I am this. Oh, I am that. And you're not going to have any meaning to your life because money was never meant to define you. Hear me, your self-worth has nothing to do with your net worth, Right? Your self-worth, whether, if you're poor in this place, hear me, your self-worth has nothing to do with your net worth. You're, if you're rich today, your self-worth has nothing to do with your net worth, right? Your self-worth has all to do with who's the savior and the, and, and the director of your life, who is the author and perfector of your faith. That is what has to do with your self-worth today. So let me close with this, and let me ask you this. What do you want to be remembered for? What what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want other people to celebrate you for? Because you're writing the story in the script right now. You are. Of all the funerals I've done, and I've done quite a few funerals for some fairly young people, all these different families, all these different friends, None of them talked about how money how much money the person made. I'm gonna miss how much money they made. No, no, no. Not even the spouses. I was like, really? Okay. Note to self. <laughs> None of them talked about, oh man, they were they were so fashionable. I mean their shoe game was another level. Okay, good to know. That's that's not what you're gonna remember. Note to self, right? Sometimes the vacations, the things I did, would be in there. But can I tell you, nobody talked about a theater room. I've, I've never been a part of a funeral where there was a U-Haul following us to the, you know, graveyard. Where they're taking all their stuff. Oh, it's mine. It's mine. It's going into the grave with me. Nobody else gets to enjoy this. Right? No, 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 no. You know what everybody talked about? The impact they had on them. What they loved about them. How they affected their life. What they admired about them, how they affected others. How they affected people's souls. How they invested in the eternal instead of the temporary. This, oh, man, this is where life is. This is where meaning is. This is going to come and go. But how you decide to invest in this This is what your legacy is going to be. This is what you're going to be remembered for. And this is what we're going to keep talking about. How do you invest in this? But if we don't get off of this, we'll never get in to this. Let me give you some homework today. I thought I had toilet paper dragging on my shoe. Um, I was like, there, I'm that guy. Some homework today. I'm closing. Some of you are like, thank God. Um, If you've never watched Schindler's List, let me watch it this week. Now, if you've got teenagers, I would suggest they're 14, 15 years old. It's got some really dark movie because it's talking about the Holocaust and Jews and the Nazis and all this stuff. But it's one of my favorite movies. And, And here's why because it shows you the power that one individual can have when they get their priorities straight. And at the end of the message, I mean, at the end of the movie, it's got Oscar Schindler and all these thousands of Jews. I'm totally ruining the movie for you, but it's okay. Um, thousands of, uh, of Jews that he's rescued out of the prisons and the concentration camps and all this stuff from being killed. And, and he's walking to this car and they've put a list and said, Mr. Schindler, you've saved so many lives, and he walks to his car, and he's like, but, but, but why didn't I give this car? He goes, I, I could have I sold this car and got three more people. That's three more people that could have lived. Walk into his car, and, and he's got this pin. He takes his pin off. He's like, I could have gotten two more people with it. maybe at least one. I know I would have gotten one. It's made of gold, and I, I could have done more, and he's haunted with this simple fact, I could have done more. I could have gotten one more. I could have done And my goal as your pastor is this, is that that wouldn't be what we say when we get to the end of our life right? I don't want that to be what is said of my life. I get to, man, Justin, I, I could have done more as the pastor. I could have done more. I could have, given, I could have been more focused here instead of consumed here. Man, can I tell you, this is the way I want to live my life to where when I get to the end of it, man, the story's been written well. The story's been written great because I focused on what was crucial and most important instead of getting consumed with what was optional. And hear me as your pastor, I want you to live your life in such a way that it matters, and then it makes a difference. And if you're going to do that, then your area, your finances has to be spot on. You have to be purposeful with how you live it out, not just going the way that culture does. And I leave you with this, and I promise I'm shutting up. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's by Jim Elliott, and he says this. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep. To gain what he cannot lose. Why? Because your treasure, your heart will always be where your treasure is. So let's pray today. Lord, we love you. God, I come before you today and I thank you that we, I mean, we can come in here and we can have a lot of fun about a, a tough topic. Lord, a topic that is relevant and applicable to every single one of us here. Because here's what I I believe with all my heart. None of us want to get this area of our life wrong. Lord, Lord, none of us want to do this the wrong way. But it's really easy for us to do it the wrong way. Because we become a prisoner of our emotions. We become a prisoner of the moment. And when that happens... We get trapped by the square instead of living for the role, instead of living for the eternal. So, God, I I pray that we would just take an inside look, that there would be real, real evaluation. Lord, this wouldn't be a mess. I pray that this message doesn't make us feel bad. Lord, I pray that this message helps us to change. Because the great news is even if we've gotten unbalanced and unleveled in this part of our life, we still have time to change it and we have the power to change it. So Lord, I pray today that wherever we are, that we would take a real, honest, hard look and decide what are we treasuring? What are we valuing highly? Because whatever that is, that's where we're sending our temporary resources. And our temporary resources have all the ability to make a forever difference if we live it out the way you've instructed us to live it out. Because the way you're calling us to live it out is a better way to live, it's a more meaningful way to live. And Lord, all of us want to be remembered for making that difference and remembered for really living our life out in such a way that matters. If that's the case, let us write the script of our life the way you've instructed us to so that we get to the end of our life and we have made better decisions and we have very limited regrets. Lord, I pray that you would move and that you'd work in our hearts today and that we wouldn't just be hearers, but we would be doers of your word. It's in Jesus' name I pray with